This is episode 113 of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. My name's Andrew. My name is Eli. Welcome back to Caucus Talk. To round out the year, Andrew, we've got one more. We're gonna we're gonna tick off one more uh, nationality from in their own words, which is really exciting yes. because it is a numerically smaller nationality. But before we do that, I want to ask you. I have a. I want to ask you, Andrew. So this is a, a Dagestani language group. So first of all, do you know how many language groups there are in Dagestan? How many languages there are? Oh, are we leaning more on the conservative end or Never. more liberal end? Okay. If we're talking about distinct languages, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 100. <laughs> I, did, I did hear that from an ethnographer in Dagestan. And on the conservative end, what's like the most official number typically that you hear? I think, well... You'll often hear officially uh, 30 or 35, yeah. but if you're talking about liberal, then I think you can easily say 45 or 50. So of the 35, 45, <clears throat> do you know how many language families there are? Oh, language families. So the larger family is Nak Dagestani. Uh, wow. Within, well, oh, but hold on. There's Turkic. Right. And and then Nak Dagestani. Yeah. Well, those are the two big ones, right? Are there others? Well, I guess everything sort of falls underneath that. If you get underneath that, I have no idea. <laughs> and I don't really either. But the there are there like uh Avar Andik Sezik would be kind of one umbrella that has connections and but are make distinct languages. Lok is its own. Dargin is its own family. Lesgi. And have you ever heard of Kinalug? Kinalug? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. That's like yet one more. So that is as far as I'm going to go with that because I'm totally out of my depth. But... (laughs) (laughs) You lost me at... You lost me at Kinalug. You had me at... Hello. Um... Well, this is just a way to refresh our listeners, or if you're first time uh, listening with us, to to inf- let you know that the area that we're talking about today is rife with languages. It's 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 uh, yeah. highly populated. Uh, if you're from the U.S., the area of Dagestan is roughly equivalent to about West Virginia, which mm-hmm. may not mean much to some people. Or if you're on the West Coast, about third the size of. Washington state. So to imagine driving, driving a few hours and crossing 34 different languages. So that's just to give Crazy. a little feel, but what do we know? We should introduce our guest and let him speak for himself. Cause that's kind of the whole point. I'm really excited about this. Yes. A listener of the podcast, maybe our only Agul listener. Give it up for Abdur Rahim. Welcome Abdur Rahim. Hi guys, thank you for inviting me on the podcast. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. So is it Abdu or Abdul Rahim? It's Abdul Rahim. Abdul Rahim, no L. No L. Okay, what is it? Does your main name mean something? Is there a meaning to Abdul Rahim? Well, uh, 
It name is actually origins from the Arabic language, and yes. from the Arabic language, it translated as uh, the slave of the merciful. I, I guess it is the uh-huh. translation. So Abdu is slave, and Rahim is like the merciful right. one. More exact translation will be like the servant of the merciful. Servant. Yeah. Wow. Uh, cool. Man. What? What's your name mean, Andrew? <laughs> 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 so, so, somebody asked me this recently. It actually it means strong and manly. Oh. Um so I don't know if that comes through on the really? podcast, but um your, ma- yeah. your name <laughs> yeah. All right, which website did you get that from? Because you know, you go to the websites, it's like Andrew, they're like, Andrew means hammerer of metal. And it's like no 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 no. Andrew means strong and manly. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that that is what it means. Um, <laughs> it does now, anyway. Awesome, Abdurrahim. I remember it was probably three years ago. You messaged our Facebook page for Caucus Talk, and I was floored because you're you're not only from a um, uh, ethnic group in Dagestan, but you're from one of the small ones that most people have never heard, the Agul uh, nation. So. Uh, I've been trying to convince you to be a guest for three years, and we we finally <laughs> twisted your arm. Finally twisted it hard enough. Um, so or sweet, thanks for being deal, with us. Maybe right? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I remember I was refusing several times because, like, uh, I was I was thinking, what can I tell to these guys? Uh, I'm not an interesting guest, even. Like, uh, I have no stories. What can I tell this guy? Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna like participate in this podcast, probably, but. Uh, Andrew was insisting and insisting and insisting, and finally, like, <laughs> okay, okay, let's just do it. <laughs> finally, yeah. Well done. Anyway, not as thank nice you, thank over, you for over email as I as I am over the airwaves. Yeah, if yeah. if you want, I can tell you the story how I found your podcast. Yeah, let's it, hear it. It wasn't yeah. like recommendation. It wasn't like that. Like uh, I was searching for podcast about the caucuses on English language because at that time I was. Uh, trying to learn English and listen more English language. And I was typing in my application with podcasts like uh, Caucasian, Caucasus, and nothing like uh, popped up. Then I, like, I thought like probably I have to put these letters like C-A-U-C and there's it like Caucus talk. Like, hmm, what is this? <laughs> like, let's, just, <laughs> let's, just, let's just listen. What is this? Like, and I started listening. There was... I was a little bit like I was amazed because it's something new for me. It wasn't like an official podcast where where, where people like are uh, as boring. a stiff voice, boring. <laughs> it was relaxed <laughs> podcast where like ordinary regular people telling about the Caucasus, foreigners coming to the podcast, uh, telling their view about the Caucasus, about the Dagestan. It was interesting to listen about your homeland from the outside and right. from the inside right. yeah that's I bet the story it, that's, that's great to hear see so misspelling cool. caucuses pays off once again <laughs> such a strategic decision <laughs> wow man well abdurrahim um yeah it's it's great to have you here why don't you tell uh our listeners just a little bit about who you are, where you live, what you do, and then we'll kind of start uh, getting more into our topic today. Okay. I was born in Dagestan, uh, in Izberbash. It's a small town uh, in the central Dagestan. 
uh, right on the seaside, located right on the seaside. So I was uh, raised there, uh, and in this town, uh, like people are primarily primarily Dargins. Like about eighty percent of uh, population okay. in this town is Dargins. So I like was raised among the Dargins, and uh, I don't know. There's not much Agus in that town, but anyway, uh, mm-hmm. uh, after. I finished my school. I just graduated and applied for university and moved from Dagestan. And since that time, I live in Moscow. And that's basically it mm-hmm. about me. Hmm. We'll see about that. <laughs> First question, uh, how how did your English language level get so good? Because you speak really well. Good question. Uh, is, it, is it good? It's not only your yeah, language I mean, is good and your accent is good. Your accent is very uh, clean. It's very easy to. Well, well thank one you. thing I've noticed is you're really comf- comfortable joking and understanding jokes and telling jokes. That's a good sign of knowing a language. Oh, well, yeah, so. yeah, or the, or of having watched of a lot of movies. Things. You know. Yeah, yeah. I basically I learned English through the internet. I went through the grammar and right uh, wow. started to speak with people like. I was raising my level of English. That's that. That's that. Amazing. It can be done. That's it's that simple, folks. That's how you learn English fluently. <laughs> no, no, it's not that simple. You got to learn a lot, like work hard and make better your English. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Man, good stuff. So did you say you grew up, was it Kaspisk or what city did you no, grow up in? No, uh, Izberbash. Oh, uh, yeah. Ah, it's better bash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, and you, did you study in Moscow? Did you say? No, I studied in St. Petersburg and five years I lived there and then I moved to Moscow. And, uh, since that time I'm living in Moscow and working here. Okay. What's uh give us your quick take. Eli, Eli and I, we've ne- never lived in either of those big cities, which is your, your preferred city, St. Petersburg or Moscow? Uh, like many, like most of people, they consider St. Petersburg as a cultural capital of Russia. It seems like, like, right. uh, mm-hmm. I never felt that actually. It looks beautiful for me. Uh, there's a lot of places where you can go, walk, and spend your time. And as for Moscow, it is also beautiful, but it's more about business and working. Yeah. And you don't have much time to like spend your time. You basically go to work and come back to home, sleeping, like resting and go back Mm -hmm. to work. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the, The for me, for me personal, that's the difference between uh, St. Petersburg and Moscow. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you're, um, so you are, uh, Abdurrahim from the Agul, uh, nationality. I am assuming that most of our listeners have never heard of this people in Dagestan. Um, some probably have heard of the Avars probably because of Habib. Um, and then we've had guests from Dargins, Lesgins, Kumik. Um, we had, uh, Magomed from the Kaitag. Um, and with Magomed, that was that was a different level because that's a much smaller nation. It's not one of the large nations, and Agul is also one of those smaller mountain nations. Right. Um, so, 
what can you just to at least get this conversation started? What can you tell us about the Agul Nation? Maybe what part of Dagestan most of them live in? Um, tell us a little about the culture, that the history, the language. We'll, we'll get it going here. Uh, I can tell you more about knowing Aguls like among the world, in the world. Uh, okay. When I was growing up, when I was going to school in Izberbash, and when the, 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 this is the common question where like people asking you, what is your nationality? If you don't know you, if you met first time, uh, after the few after a few sentences, they will ask you, what is your nationality? And yeah. I always tell like I'm an Agul, and they were like responding like, who? <laughs> In in <laughs> Dagestan in two thousand. In Dagestan, wow. yeah, wow. Because because uh, not really wow. everybody knew at that time who are the Agus. Like I don't know. I wow. I've, I had that impression, and I told like this is the small. Let's just like I'll tell people who are the Agus. It's a small ethnicity uh, in the Dagestan who lives in the historically in the South Dagestan. And they are really related uh, to Lesbians and to Basaranians. Uh, they are really close okay. to them. Uh, we can even say that those th- three nationalities, they are like brother nationalities. Yeah, sure. They share like okay. the same huh. history, culture, and their languages are really close. Um, hmm. Let it be sure. the intro of Agos. So... Well, how That's many? How, what are we talking? How many Agul speakers officially are there? Do you uh, know? If we, if we 10, are counting 30. all over the world, uh, there will be about roughly about thirty five thousand, probably up uh-huh. up to forty thousand, mm-hmm. all over the world. Okay. But if we are considering the census of twenty ten, there is twenty eight yes. more than twenty eight thousand of Aguls in Russia. In Russia. Yeah. And gotcha. do you think most of those are in Dagestan or it's hard to know? Um, yes, most of them are in Dagestan. Must be. Um, but must be, yeah. Um, a lot of them, they moved to the cities of Dagestan from the villages because historically, Agus, they lived in the cities. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> in the villages, I made the a villages. mistake. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And right now we have the situation where they're spreading to Russia and even going abroad, like uh, we can uh-huh. found uh, Agos even outside of Russia. We have a good, uh, I wouldn't say the di- diaspora, but there's a lot of Agos also in Azerbaijan. Uh, uh-huh. There is also yes. a settlement of huh. Agos in Kyrgyzstan. And there is a small huh. settlements also in Stavropolsky district and Rostovsky district. Uh, I think that's it. Um, so yeah. when you're in St. Petersburg or Moscow or other places in Russia, do you introduce yourself as a Dagestani or as an Agul or as something else? Uh, I when people s- ask. Yeah, when, when people ask me, uh, they, like, in Russia, they never ask you, what is your nationality? They ask you, where are you <laughs> from? And I ask oh, for them, right. I'm from Dagestan. And if there's like specify what is uh, my nationality, I tell them I'm an Agul. Of course, they don't know who it is. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's not even wow. surprising. 
And are people Man, often so, interested in your nationality beyond your where you're regionally from? Do they often ask that, or is that rare? No. Uh, if we're talking about Russia, the Russians, mm-hmm. they just... For them, it's enough to say that you are from Dagestan, and they think that your nationality is Dagestanian, uh, usually. But sometimes those who are familiar with Dagestan, who knows that there is a lot of nationalities, they can ask more questions. What is your nationality, and specifically okay. from what part right. of you, okay. etc. Wow. So, uh, Abdurrahim, tell us a little about your family. Did your parents grow up? Uh, in the Agul region and then moved to Izberbash or did their grand, did their parents move or how long has your family kind of lived in the, the plain, the coast coastal part of Dagestan? Um, well, my parents, they, uh, they were born in villages. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, it not, I gotta say before that, like that Aguls, they, today they have an Agul district inside the Republic of Dagestan. Uh, and there is also right. a Kurakh right. district, and the villages of Aguls they are spread among those two districts. So my parents are they are from Kurakh district, okay. and their the villages mm-hmm. were neighboring. They were living, they were born, and they were living and raised in those villages. And then they, when they got married mm-hmm. and they got okay. they were young, they moved to the cities. And basically, then we like my brother and sister and me, we were born in the cities. Okay. So did you guys in your home, uh, you grew up among Dargains on the coast. Uh, did you guys speak Agul in your home or Russian? Uh, we, we, we speak Agul, but, uh, you know, today, uh, you will very often switch to Russian because Russian is everywhere. You are got used to Russian. And, uh, the thing is like that, like when, when I was a young, when I was a kid, uh, we almost like 80% of time we were speaking in Agul language, but time passed and influence wow. of Russian mm-hmm. is really great. And the time when, uh, the time when we speak in Agul in our home is less and less, uh, when time goes because the influence of Russian is really yeah. big on, on us. So, but we are trying sure. to use Agu language the more as possible, and uh, we always have discussion that we shouldn't use like Russian inside our home because there's enough Russian outside. When you go outside, there's a lot of people who use Russian language at work, uh, yeah. anywhere you go. This there is Russian language, but at least at home we gotta speak Agu language, so we we will preserve it. Inside home, yeah. So that's interesting. So those conversations were happening in your home with your parents and your brother and sister. Like there basically, an- it's only me who are raising that questions. <laughs> Cause, oh, and when I'm raising the questions, like they are agree because they understand that. Like everybody understand that, and uh, we just like I would say it in English, like we just helping each other to like preserve language. With uh, reminding that... So how did that, you become... Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. No, go ahead. Reminding. Yeah, yeah. we reminding to each other that we got to speak Agul language. So we basically, uh, from that moment, we started speaking Agul language and now using Russian. So how did that become important to you? Why did you start bringing that up? 
um, like it started from a moment when I try to speak uh, with my relatives and I understood that my level of Agu language is even worse than English. And in my mind, that was wow. like a, uh, like a lightning, like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and yep. I thought yep. like we, I got to change something. This is not right. Like, uh, uh-huh. I was speaking mm-hmm. Agu at a good level and something changed. Like, probably sure. uh, I gotta like learn it do something and I started to find some information how I can learn how I, how I can like find a dictionary or a book with grammar or words or maybe wow. a video clips of videos but I find out I, like, I figure out that there is none of them in the internet there is no dictionaries good dictionaries you can't, so you you can't just wow. watch the latest Hollywood movies in Ogle I mean what <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> uh, exactly. I do. I'm sure you do yeah. too. No, there is none of them. No of videos, no uh, TV shows. There not even any grammars or dictionaries or anything? The problem is, uh, let's just go to linguistic right now, that there is uh, several dialects of Agu language. So uh, mm-hmm. they are different. So, for example, if you are a member of one dialect, if you're not familiar with the different dialect, you will have a problem with understanding of that dialect. So we have a standard dialect wow. of Agu language and every, every book and a lot of literature is in standard dialect. But when I was uh, starting learning Agu language, I started to read these books and I understood that this is not my Agu language. There is some familiarities, but this is not what I was uh, speaking before. Wow. This is not what my parents spoke. Wow. Like, yeah, then I understood that this is, it's not simple. Uh, we can even say that there is seven dialect of Agu language. And they are different from each other. They have similarities. Some dialects are really close to each other. And some dialects you even not like you got to learn it from the beginning to understand that language. Like you can say even that is a distinct language. So that's, that was the problem. Then after a while, uh, I started to learn link basic linguistic terms to understand those difficult books about Agu language. And I realized that I got to share this information with people with Agus who also, maybe someone wants to learn language, but they also didn't find anything in the internet. I decided to create a Telegram channel and put the information about Agus and Agul language in there to share with everybody. And since that time, me and other admins, we are doing this uh, work, like giving information about Agul language, like discussing it, talking in the streams. And basically, like, that's what I'm doing uh, till today. Wow. Huh. Awesome. So awesome. Very Gosh, cool. Gosh, so you, I mean, you basically had to, you, you realized if I don't do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's, nothing's going to I'm gonna not going to do anything really to preserve our, our language, like Agul language, that probably no one going to do it. So how would you say your ability speaking Agul is right yeah, now? Or fluency. How fluent are you? Uh, I think Com- how comfortable. 
I think it's uh, close to the like intermediate. I think close okay. to intermediate, like maybe even intermediate. Mm. I'm not perfect. I don't even know how to speak perfect in Agul language. I just uh, I have an example of my father, uncles, and aunties uh, who speak Agul, and different other Aguls who can like easily speak Agul. Uh, maybe that is the ideal Agul language, and uh, I'm trying to like speak like that. That's wow, awesome. So, are you what what is helping you learn your own language right now? Like, is it from speaking consistently, like speaking practice, or are you studying kind of the grammar, writing, reading? What's the most helpful for you, even learning that language that you knew well in your childhood? Everything. Uh, I'm trying to speak uh, in Agul language. Uh, I'm learning grammar sometimes, like I'm checking the books with the grammar. And um, I'm also like, I'm participating in a project, in an Auzak project, which is the Muhammad's project. uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm filling there the dictionary with Agul words. So I'm like, um, let's just say I'm, Memorizing also the word by filling them into the dictionary, the whole kind of like activities like that. So just to fill our listeners in again, if they haven't heard it, we interviewed uh, this young this young guy Muhammad who is Kaitag, which is in the Dargin uh, language family, uh, distinct language, and he created using his computer science degree. Basically, an online translation, like um, basically language technology online between Kaitag and Russian or English or. Well, it's between Caucasus. Oh, languages. yeah, yeah, that's right. Between yeah. Caucasus languages. So you can put one in. And so yeah. he's roped you into that program. That's what you're, you're, what you're talking about, Abdul Rahim, right? Yeah. You're helping yeah. him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has an application, and uh, I fill my section. There is an agile section of this uh, application, and I fill the dictionary. And I'm helping him with this pro- project, and I, I'm helping myself also and other people uh, to have to easily have the access for the information to learn agile language. Cool. That's so cool. So that's um, listeners. If you want to check it out. The website is avzag.app, A-V-Z-A-G dot app, dot A-P-P. Um, is that actually an app you could download on a phone? Yeah. Or is it just a website? Uh, if you have uh, an Android Android uh, smartphone, you can download it from the Play Market. But if you have wow. an iPhone and iOS, uh, you can use it on the website uh, it's the same like an application. Mm, okay. Um, listeners, that was episode 99, just for your reference. If you didn't hear that, you got to <laughs> listen to it. Uh, yeah. Muhammad, just such a passionate guy. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. Wow. This is, this is really cool. Um, so T- tell us a little more about uh, the Aguls. You've spoken a little about the language, kind of your experience growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there in southern Dagestan near the Tabasaran peoples in Lesgines. Um, yeah, are they, would you say culturally they're really similar to Tabasarans and Lesgines? Uh, are there differences? What's kind of distinct and unique about Aguls? 
yeah, they are really close uh, um, with Tabasarans and lesbians because we are bordering each other, because our villages are border bordering each other, and we share like uh, one history and one culture. We can say, but there is also differences mm-hmm. uh, among us, like not only in language, but um, let's just find some examples. Um, actually, I <laughs> don't see any like specific <laughs> like differences between us because <laughs> we're so mm. so close to each other. I mean, sure, yeah, that makes. You sense. probably won't even find differences uh, between us. Yeah. Okay. My, except we, for the language, I'll, which is a big one. I mean, seven dialects among one among Agul is. That's a that's a lot of nuance and difference. So, mm, uh, I would say that the Basara language also has a lot of uh, dialects. Yes. Um, okay. More than a lesbian language, probably. <coughs> lesbian language is more unified than other uh, than our okay. languages, like Agul and the Basara language. By the way, uh, last week here in Pitigorsk, uh, I had a lesbian taxi driver, and. Um, I told him, you won't believe this, but I explained what a podcast was to him. He was an, an older gentleman and said, we interviewed a lesbian lady recently, and I know who Kiri Bobo is, <laughs> who is this like famous you know, lesbian figure in their history. He couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, he went home and told say, his wife. Yeah, I'll say more... <laughs> You guys know more about the Caucasus uh, than a lot of Dagestanis and Caucasian people. Uh, the fact that Dagestanis <laughs> didn't even know who Agul are is surprising to me. Now, um, now, now they know. Now, like almost everybody uh, know that who are the Aguls. Wrong. But that was in the like in the past, in the two thousand when I was yeah. young. Sure. Yeah. Do you? So let's let's stop on that, uh, Abdurrahim. Why is it, what's changing in Dagestan that people know now about the smaller peoples like Aguls? Is there kind of a revival throughout Dagestan happening of kind of uh, pride in people's heritage? Are the languages reviving? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's different now from your childhood? I think that, uh, let's just start from, let's just go back to 100 years before, because <laughs> um Agus, they existed like all the time, but we never had an Agul district. And we were part of the community uh-huh. of the South people, were like lesbians, the Basarans, everybody. Uh-huh. Sure. And no one okay. even asked the question if there is Aguls, like who are they? They just like, going there. There is a South people like who speaks like a uh, majority of them were lesbians. And probably everybody knew that those mm-hmm. who live in the South, they are lesbians. They're called like that. But... They never thought about the differences between us. So since the Soviet Union times, uh, we had our own uh, separate district in, inside the Dagestan. And since that time, I think people started to know more about like Tabasarans, Aguls, and all other hmm. different small ethnicities, also Tsakhurs, Rutuls, etc. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, wow. I mean, even that's really interesting to think about the power kind of naming something with a border and sure. Yeah. Even if it's an internal thing, you know, it empowers and 
Yes. Gives voice to. If we we'll go back even to history, uh, for a long time, uh, other, other uh, let's just say, big civilizations like Persian, Turkey, mm-hmm. Arabs, they never, uh, they never like called every specific ethnicity in the Dagestan. They just met at the first, uh, like at the first place, lesbians, and they called right. everybody lesbians. Like they didn't care who they're living, Dargins right. or right. Agus sure. or ours. And uh, I think in the 20th century, something changed. Like uh, people started to learn everything around. Like started started exploring in also in Dagestan. The linguistic science mm. uh, got developed. I, I right. believe. And since that time, we know more about Agos. And nowadays, we have internet. Like we are spreading information, Agos spreading information about themselves. The other ethnicities learning about like ethnicities inside the Dagestan, and mm-hmm. so on and so on. Yeah, and and I think I've seen that that engenders a, a lot of of positive kind of pride in Dagestan for Dagestanis to know that they have these kind of cultural treasures of different peoples and languages. So um, do you guys as a family, I mean, you grew up in Izbabash, uh, uh, how often would you or do you go back to Agul villages? And for what occasions? Well, um, when I was young, uh, I think like less than 10 years old, uh, we often, with my mom, we went to her mom's village and mm-hmm. we, we often visited. But when, like, when my grandma uh, moved from the village to the city, mm-hmm. uh, we never, like, visited that, that village uh, mm-hmm. again. Me, personally. Sure. I know that my, my father went back to his own village. Uh-huh. But me, personally, I never visited my, like, parents' uh, villages since that uh-huh. time. So would you say that you have any kind of continuing connection to Agul villages or the Agul district for you personally, or that there's no connection really anymore? It's just the language connection. Um, I wouldn't say that I am connected to the land, but more to the mentality of Aguls and to the language of Agos, because mm. uh, inside myself, I feel myself Agos, uh-huh. and everybody who asks me, I say, I say I'm an yeah. Agol, I have specific mentality of Agos, uh-huh. and I understand these people. You know? I, feel, I feel comfortable among them. Um, I think that's that. Not How about the land. I, I would love right. to visit, I would love to visit the villages, uh, to see what is going on uh, there, you know, to speak to people inside there. But uh-huh. even living in Moscow, I still can do it. Like, I talk to people. Like, I talk to those who live yep. in Agul. I talk to those who are out, to Agul's who are outside. I haven't contacted this, to those who live in Kyrgyzstan. They told me some stories about them. Uh, how they, mm. they, you know, they got deported in the Soviet Union to the Kyrgyzstan and they just uh, established their uh, settlement. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I, I, I didn't actually know that any Dagestani peoples got deported. Yeah. 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 Oh, they also got deported, too. but not in the um, mass, let's just say. Right. 
but more like right. some specific people that I know. So just mm-hmm. since you mentioned it, I'm curious, can is can you describe when you say agul mentality, can you describe that a little bit? What is an agul mentality? Is it something you can describe? Actually no. <laughs> yeah. It's just inside me I can describe you in the words what is it. But yeah. for example for example I lived in Isberbash and I can say that darkness are a little bit slightly different. They are really close uh-huh. to Agos also, but they are slightly different than Agos. Because mm. they have a little bit different you mentality. You just kind of feel it. Yeah, I can feel it. Yeah. Also, Kumix, they have a yeah. uh, different mentality. They are, mm, they are really different from the, the, than Agos. They have their own mentality. Wow. Uh, mm. Lesbians wow. also, they have a uh, slightly different mentality. Um, we just got to live among them to understand what is the differences. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Something interesting you said, uh, Abdurrahim, was uh, you don't have a connection to the land, the physical place, but you do are connected to the mentality. Yeah. And what's interesting, you know, before the dawn of the internet, the only way you could be connected to something like the Agu people was to be there on the land physically among them. Right. But now with the internet, you actually, you can be away like you're in Moscow, but you in a lot of ways are still really connected because of this, this language app you're doing the telegram channel. Yes. The communication avenues are open. Um, I mean, it's really an amazing service you're doing for your people. That's even, Uh, that is even one of the problems of, uh, Agos, but not only Agos, but also I think of different ethnicities in Dagestan, because a lot of people, they think they, in their mind, they uh, dependent on their lands. And for example, when they are moving to the cities and there is a multicultural environment and they get easily assimilated because they every day use Russian language, they send their kids mm to schools, Russian schools, Russian kindergarten, they apply for university, everything is Russian, and they don't understand that these uh, things, they, they they can like erase your ethnicity at all. And you gotta, mm. at least mentally, not by the land, but mentally, you gotta be related to your, related to your ethnicity. And you gotta have connections wow. with uh, uh, other Agos, you gotta speak to them, you got to share some information, have some meetings even. And unfortunately, right. we have uh, a little of that. And personally, I'll try to change that. Let's see will it happen or not. I'm, I'm just yeah. curious. Maybe the answer is no. Do you ha- know any Agul songs or poems or stories? Mm, like. No. <laughs> I mean, I know something like uh, I didn't memorize like uh, songs or stories. Sure. Like, uh, but I can tell if you want something in Agul language. Well, I, separately, I definitely do. Before we're done here, I do want you to sh- to speak Agul language so we can hear the sounds a little bit. But so much, often so much of kind of a cultural identity is wrapped up in, um, you know, different folklore 
and expressions that could be musical, they could be dance, they could be, you know, stories that are passed down or other other traditions. So I'm just wondering, the language is obviously kind of, uh, kind of a center, uh, like a scaffolding that all of those things are built on. Um, but but it's it seems to me it's helpful to have you know not just the language and the grammar, but but the actual ex- lang- you know language expressions. If there are agul stories or agul lyrics or or things like that, I was just wondering. Um, you know, and if there are people alive or who you know who know those stories, of course, there is people who know the stories, the lyrics, the songs. There is even songs. There is books, but there uh, yeah. there are not many. And um, uh-huh. I think we gotta do a significant job to like spread the information. And uh, there is a stories. Sure. The elders they know a lot of stories. Uh, even my father, when I yep. was young. When I was a kid, he spoke to us. He told us the stories about the Imam Shamil in our own language, like in Agul language. We were listening. Like, we were so excited to listen to those stories. Like, uh, the story Uh about the Caucasian War and the other stories, uh, (laughs) jokes. uh, And that's how we actually got that language. Like, our parents, they spoke to us. They told us, us the stories, even the lyrics. But unfortunately, I just didn't memorize them. No, sure, but to know that that exists as as part of a kind of a a place where a lot of those cultural sort of like cultural treasures, you know, a lot of that exists mm-hmm. in those in those stories. If you uh, go to the Telegram, uh, there is yeah. a Telegram channel uh, called Ruhaus, and you can find a lot of information about Agos. I haven't uh, recorded a. Uh, let's just say there is on YouTube a video uh, with the story in Agul language. Uh, at ah, that time, I was huh. trying. Yeah, there is a story in Agul language on YouTube. I posted it. So, um, if you want to like have experience how do, does the Agul language sounds, you can like click. There is a channel YouTube channel Mitsarikas, and there's not much. Uh, videos on that uh-huh. but you can have an example for for instance great can you give us an example of agul right now uh okay let just tell some story okay sure yeah great uh, i want to just introduce myself in agul language if you want sure tell india yeah, give us a nice long introduction <laughs> <laughs> That's just uh, assalamu alaikum zetur uh, abdurrahim uh, zun misaya ze dostarekhay podcasti misa cheshakhuraya agulrikes sa khabarar tarikh arjuren arjuren shergaya insanaris upay zun agule zun akhekhuf izberga shardi that's basically the 
like primary example of algal language. Uh, Great. Man, wow. It's amazing. I I was tr- I was trying to I heard a couple of repeating sounds, shahardis uh, and uh, zun. I don't know what those mean. Uh, zun means but, uh, uh, me, I, as you say, uh-huh, in algal uh-huh. language. And shahar, that's the city. Okay. Oh, Actually, okay. shahar this means like in the city. Yeah. And Man. what does ruhaus mean for the Telegram channel? Is that uh, an agul word? Ruhaus means um, that means the educational place where you can educate yourself. Okay. It just uh, let's just say it in English as school or university. Okay. Cool. Abdurrahim, you spoke to this a little bit. Uh, I want to dig deeper because I think you have good insights. So you're, you're an Agul who lives in Moscow. You've lived outside of Dagestan now yeah. probably 10 years or so, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, I think a lot of people can actually relate to what you're talking about, whether it's a, you know, cultural identity, a language they speak, uh, some set of uh, values or even like a faith or religious beliefs. If you are in a place where you're the minority inside of a much larger majority, that's different. You have to really fight to maintain those like beliefs or that language or that identity. Right. So I'm interested what you've learned as an Agul living outside of Dagestan now for 10 years like, how have you been able, what have been the practical things you've done to be able to not only maintain that identity, but really like grow and thrive in it? Because it seems like you're really embracing it and moving in a positive direction. Well, actually, when I moved from Dagestan, uh, I didn't even understand that I have an identity, Dagestani identity. I was just living huh. uh, for some time. I haven't like graduated from university. I didn't get it that I have some unique identity, unique language. I started to understand it when I lost the ability to fluently speak in Agul language. I thought that, well, uh, hmm. probably I started to explore to myself uh, my own language and my own people. And I like, I realized that this is even like, this is unique. You know, there is no hmm. many Agul's around. There is no many people who can speak this language. And there is a lot of people who want to know that even in when I first started, like signed into Twitter and started making posts about tweets about the Agu language. So many people started asking, wow, what is this? You know, <laughs> they were so <laughs> curious. I did understand that at that time that I got to do something because uh, there is so many information about other different ethnicities and there is so mm-hmm. less information, like not, not many information yep. about Agus. Yeah, that's probably the. Wow. That's, that's so interesting. Basically through you losing what you had, yes. it was kind of a wake up moment for you yes. to, to get it, to get it back. Wow. So interesting. This is great. <laughs> Are you do you amazed? ever ha- do you do you ever have any interest or thoughts of either spending time or even returning to Dagestan to to continue this kind of work with strengthening Agu language? Well, let's see how my life will go uh, in the future. I don't know. Actually, like 
it's all, it all depends uh, on, I think, on financial side. Because oh. when you have your life, your job in Moscow, mm -hmm. probably not the smart move, leave everything and move to Dagestan. Because, um, you know, you will lose your job probably. You gotta have new job and start new life. But yeah. who knows? Maybe in the future I will decide like to move back to Dagestan and continue my job. But right now I don't have that plans yeah. at the moment. Sure. Okay. No, it's very realistic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm really curious, where in uh, the Stavropol district is the uh, village of Aguls? Mm. Is it close to Pitigorsk? Yes. No. Wait. 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 Uh, it called Ulyanovka. Ulyanovka. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is also yeah, first another village. So there is also another village, which called Zimnia Stavka. There is also a lot of Agos. Now it's not a village where lives only Agos, but there is a significant amount of them living there. Yeah, and they're living there since the Soviet times because they they moved there for their jobs, etc. Hmm. I think there are more than two hundreds of Agus there living compactly. Uh, there is also Agus living in the Rostovsky district, close to Rostov itself. Mm, where else? How many that do you think are in Kyrgyzstan? Because you said you mentioned that community. Uh huh. Mm, one guy uh, told me that there is three or four thousand of them living in Kyrgyzstan. And wow. I was even amazed and surprised by that number because I didn't sure. know that like, three or four thousand Agles can live outside of Kyrgyzstan and basically <laughs> not many, many of them know wow. about it. <laughs> oh, are there, do you know? I'm trying to picture in my head where the Agul district is in Dagestan. It's, is it right on the border with Azerbaijan? Is it kind of in the foothills? It's not too deep high up in the mountains, right? Or is it pretty high up? It's, it's not, not high bordering. Up. It's not bordering Azerbaijan. It's okay. a little bit norther to the north. A little bit to the north. Uh, it's bordering the Rutul district. It's bordering yep. the uh, one of the luck districts, Tabasaran district. It bordering the the Khadaevsky district, bordering the mm -hmm. Dargins, bordering the uh, Laks, bordering the Tabasaranis, bordering the Lesgins, bordering the Rutuls. Uh, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> so it's many like borders. <laughs> Tabasa, like just between it's it's like Tabasaran and then the sea. I mean, they don't go all the way down to the sea, but it's like right nestled behind the Tabasaran, right? Like just yeah. further in. Gotcha. Exactly. Behind the uh, Lesgins and behind the Tabasarans, right yeah. in front of Lax and close to the Rutuls. Well, Rutuls, <laughs> they border the Azerbaijani uh, border. And yeah. right after them, uh, we are going like Agul districts are. I can picture my head. Basically, it's a couple hours from Deer Bend, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, Abdurrahim, you you really are positioned in a unique place, kind of as an ambassador almost for your people. Not only because, you know, you live in Moscow, but you speak fluent English. And so, like, you're using your, this basically platform you have with Avzag, this app, um, you're promoting your people to the rest of the world, but you're also making connections yep. 
for those who are outside of the physical yeah, land. I really and, admire that. Yeah. Um, well done. It's awesome. Agreed. Thank you. Um, uh, I wouldn't say like I'm doing a really, really great job, but I'm doing like as far as I can do because uh, beside that, I have my regular life, you know, sure. going to job, like other sure. stuff. But when I have a free time, I'm trying to at least do something to spread the information, doing something new, uh, learn my language, speak to other Agols. At least as far as I have the energy, free time, and resources. Well, respect, respect from us. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Definitely. You. Often, you know, it takes, it takes one person to do something, a first small step that can kind of open the floodgates. And even know, to show other people, yeah, what's possible or, you know, it in, can inspire a whole other, you know, set of, of responses from other people in similar directions. So, and that's, you know, that's real life. Like we relate, you know, you have to, you, you have to do your work and, um, but to, to even spend some spare time on this is still, I still think it makes a big difference. Yeah. Man. Awesome. Well, Abdurrahim, uh, we, we know two people from your friend group. We know you and, uh, Muhammad, uh, <laughs> your Kai talk friend. I'm super impressed with both of you guys. So you need to introduce this to more of your friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, actually, you guys are awesome to hang I out with. I wanted to tell you that I have more context from the different ethnicities, from lesbians, from Tsakhors, from who else? Oh. I haven't contacted to Buduk guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I was growing up, I didn't even know who are those Buduks, Krees, uh, who else? Like Hinaluks. Um, Udis. Oh my goodness! I mean, those are some. Of, those yes. are some of the tiniest, like yes. mountain peoples. Yeah! Wow! They are they, they even in Dagestan? In, no, they live uh-huh. in north of Azerbaijan. They are also uh, ethnically yes. and mentally they are Dagestanis, but it happened though that they just occurred in yes. Azerbaijan. Um, right. We just don't differ them as we don't consider them as Azerbaijani by. Uh, mentally, but they are citizens sure. of Azerbaijan. So, yeah, yeah, uh, it makes sense. You probably you gotta spread your uh, podcast a little bit southern, or also oh. have a guest <laughs> from Rutels, yeah, from Tsakhurs, from Udis. Probably you will find hey, somebody who speaks wh- English and can represent their uh, ethnicity on this podcast. And yeah. I will help you we, as we much love as I can. Any that'd be awesome. I mean, we we would love. Love any introduction you're willing to do. Absolutely. Um, I met like one time I was at uh, Mount Elbrus with my family and my taxi driver was a real tool guy. Yeah. Uh, and I had a bulk car friend with me and for him, it was, he never heard of the real tools. Amazing. It was such a shock for him, yep. mm-hmm. but that's the only real tool I've ever met. You're the only Agul I've ever met. Uh, and you speak great English. You know, Muhammad is the only Kaitag yep. we've met. So yeah, these introductions are key because we can't, it's not like every day we can come across someone from one of those, yeah. you know, look, you know, some of these tiny peoples. Yeah. Uh, I will um, give you one more tip. Uh, there is a small ethnicity uh, who, called, who are called Archies, and they yes. have really interesting and difficult language. But unfortunately, 
almost everybody, I think, they consider themselves as ours. But anyway, they still speak their language. They still have their identity. No, we're familiar with them, yes. Yeah. As far as I know, uh, in the past, before the Soviet Union, we have we had Agus, we had a close relationships with them. Even a lot of them in the past, they moved to Agul villages and we got mixed with them. But nowadays, those mm. connections are a little bit lost. So, yeah. Well, if you, you gotta, know any Archie, you gotta find send them some... our way. Good grief. That would be... I will yeah, look. Let them know. I don't have a context. Their, their name is ask. popular in America, Archie. <laughs> yeah. We, we know them in some sense already because of that. <laughs> um, man, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Abdurrahim, we always ask this question to our guests. I can't, I can't wait to hear how you answer this. Um, if there's one thing you could tell the world about Dagestan and the Agu nation, what would, what would it be? Well, I think, I think there is no one thing you can tell about Dagestan. You got to say a lot of things about it because <laughs> you can choose one word to describe all these, what is happening and what you see in Dagestan and the Caucasus. Uh, if we go beyond the hospitality, landscape, nature, beautiful sites, uh, I would say that this is the diversity and the contrast that you see when you come here. And probably that is what is interesting, personal for me, and the tourists probably will see it uh, curious and peculiar for them. Yeah good one yeah yeah you're right i mean the thing that draws tourists international tourists to dagestan is all the landscapes right sulak canyon derbent um you know these beautiful different locations but the thing that like grips them is the people they meet yeah that's the thing people always come away talking about i mean you can 100 percent agree with that absolutely you can meet so many uh i mean so many diverse and so many Contrastic, can I say that? Uh, things yeah, in yeah, Dagestan, sure. especially yeah. especially when you come to Derbent, you come to the central square and you see you can see their uh, uh, Armenian church. I mean, how they uh-huh. occur there, you know, there is a Persian castle, let's say Narin Kala, it's the castle that Persians yep. and locals they mm-hmm. built there like thousand years ago, and uh, mm. there is a lot of ancient mosques they uh, were built by locals and also by arabs who came here so so many history so many culture you know so many thousand years to the past uh, you can observe here in dagestan hospitality cuisine uh, sea <laughs> mountains you know i just can't go and go on there like, we cannot stop here. So you got to visit Dagestan and go. It's great. Exactly. To Agul district and Kurak district. You got to visit that place. They are really, really beautiful. So we'll consider that an invitation then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Abdurrahim, for your thoughts and for sharing, sharing so uh, openly with us. It really is great to hear what you're doing. Thank, thank you guys for inviting me here. It was really nice to be on this podcast. It was really great experience for me. I actually is first time on a podcast. All right. Yeah. 
Make Aren't you glad I never? I was so insistent after getting you on this <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yes, well, what I I really love the way that kind of just even your last few mo- minutes just <clears throat> gained momentum as you were talking, and you can feel the pride, you know, and the love <laughs> of your land bubbling up and bubbling out, and. You know, you're saying the things that we've heard time and time again. So I'm just going to reinforce what you said, which is you just kind of have to come see it. So listeners, we will have links to um, this website that Abdurrahim is helping with, abzog.app. We're going to put a link to the Telegram channel, if that's okay. So you can check it out uh, for those who are interested. And of course, you can get in touch with us um, and find out more about this on our website on and uh, on Facebook and we will see you when you get here.